You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Mounting evidence of a Russian cyber attack on Ukraine's power grid, the hunt for Jihadi John, activist response to recent Saudi executions, and we talk with the CyberWire's editor about the latest in power grid hacking. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. Late December cyber attack on a Ukrainian electrical utility has been linked to a variant of the Black Energy Trojan, long disseminated by the sandworm threat actors. The attack produced rolling blackouts in western Ukraine, but ESET researchers believe the operation sought to affect a much wider area than a single oblast. They found the malware in at least two other utilities' networks. The attack was accompanied by a flood of calls to utility support centers, effectively distracting responders through misdirection and some telephony denial of service. Black Energy includes modules that establish persistence and can, if so desired, destroy files. Ukraine's SBU security service unambiguously blames Russia for the operation, the Kremlin has not commented, and Western observers tend to agree. The nature of the hack, the ongoing tension between Ukraine and Russia, and the absence of an obvious criminal motive strongly suggest state activity. Coming after revelation of Iranian reconnaissance of a small New York State dam's control system, this attack heightens concerns about the cyber vulnerabilities of physical infrastructure. Observers are calling the attack on Ukraine's electrical utilities the first case of the physical effects they've long predicted and long feared. Hackers DDoS the Saudi Ministry of Defense to protest a leading Shiite cleric's execution. Iranian media, generally sympathetic to protesters, says the hackers are Saudi Shiites. As authorities hunt for Jihadi John, the latest murderous online face of ISIS, the case for Daesh's effective use of crypto increasingly strikes observers as weak. PlayStation succumbed to a DDoS attack last night, responsibility claimed again by the Phantom Squad skids. MSysoft finds new Java-based ransomware, Ransom32. It's evasive and works across several operating systems. Cisco discloses on the basis of research by Synactive that Jabber is vulnerable to man-in-the-middle attacks. No patch or workarounds are yet available, so use it with caution. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. 
It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And I'm joined by John Petrick, who's the editor of the CyberWire. John, ever since 9-11, we've heard warnings of threats to our infrastructure. Uh, in the past week or so, we've seen a couple of threats to infrastructure around the world. The situation with the dam in New York State, which we'll get to in a minute. But I'm particularly interested in um, the attack of the power plants that happened in Ukraine. What can you tell us about that? I think the first thing to say is that we need to keep this in perspective. As the defense intellectual Peter W. Singer is fond of pointing out, we have orders of magnitude more squirrel-induced power failures than we do cyber attack-induced power failures. So we need to keep it in perspective. So what exactly happened in Ukraine? At the end of December, right around Christmas, the region around the western Ukrainian city of Ivano-Frankivsk started experiencing rolling blackouts. It's now come to light, as announced by the Ukrainian security services, that this was a cyber attack that the rolling blackouts were caused by a cyber attack that the Ukrainians claim was mounted by Russian authorities, by Russian security services. And they apparently did that by installing uh, malware called Black Energy. Now, the Black Energy malware has been fairly well known since about 2007. But it's interesting because this time it's being used to install problems with control systems. It is, by the way, a problem with the grid, with the power distribution system, not a destructive physical attack on power generation itself, but rather with power distribution. So this is interesting and troubling for a couple of reasons, mainly because you have someone who is finally using a cyber attack to bring about a real physical effect, that is blackouts in a power grid. So what else can you tell me about this black energy malware? It's got a few capabilities. One of the more interesting ones is that it is capable of destroying files, that apparently it looks for files with certain extensions. You can select the file extension, and it will destroy those files. Did this attack occur in isolation? No, there were some other things that were going on. And you often find certain forms of activity being conducted in conjunction with cyber attacks as a form of what magicians would call misdirections or as a form of what military technicians would call a feint. So in this case, 
you had, uh, while the attack was going on, a very large number of telephone calls being made to the service centers of the affected Ukrainian utilities. And these had the effect of pulling responders away from the actual problem that was going on in the grid itself. So let's talk about the dam in New York State. It doesn't seem like there's any direct relation uh, between the two of them. It's just a coincidence that these two attacks uh, happened within about a week of each other. It is a coincidence that the New York State incident, and by the way, that's a very small dam, so that we're not talking about a hydroelectric power generating station. We're talking about the kind of small dam on a small stream that's used for flood control, something like that that the Rye, New York is a town in Westchester County. It's on Long Island Sound. It's got this sluggish stream running through it. The dam is there to prevent flooding. Fairly old dam, very small. So what's disturbing about that is that it showed that, in this case, apparently Iranian authorities, Iranian operators, were able to get access to the control system of that dam. Now, that's a very minor thing and not a very dangerous thing, but it's troubling on two levels. One, that they could do it. And two, that uh, apparently the uh, federal authorities who found out about it didn't promptly share the information with the people in Westchester County who were cooperating with them in information sharing. All right. John Petrick, once again, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.